Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're live in Philadelphia and New York City, America's greatest city and another city in America. Let's go! Welcome to this week's Jordan Jesse Go. It's me, Jesse, here in the studio, rolling solo for this week's program. But that's okay because I've got Jordan using a time machine. This week, recordings from our brief mini-tour with the Monsters of Podcasting. We hit up the Philly Fringe Festival in Philadelphia, thanks to the Philly Improv Theater, The Fit. Uh, It was very nice, a beautiful little theater. We had a packed house, and we talked a lot about Philadelphia stuff. Then we went on to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. Both of these, of course, with our friends in the wonderful, hilarious podcast, You Look Nice Today, which you should really uh, check out and enjoy. So uh, without any further ado, I guess I'll close this little introduction and open up the entertainments. Ladies and gentlemen, now coming to the stage, our good friends, Jordan and Jesse, with their great show. Jordan, Jesse, go. go. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take coffee, shoes and socks and run you. Just some of our classic comic cavorting <laughs> trying to move a desk. Jordan, you ready to get these people pumped? Oh, uh, yes, I am. Let's do it. Ready, steady? Okay. Four more years! Oh, great that to be here. Nice. Great to be here at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Good to be in NYC. <laughs> Such a pleasure to be here. Rope it in, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. <laughs> Great to be here at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. Great to be in New York City. Me and Jordan were, um, uh, we went uh, to visit our friend uh, Brian Heater at the PC Magazine After Dark uh, podcast this morning. And um, we were walking back, walking back towards our hotel, standing at the corner, and this homeless guy is sort of like back behind our shoulder against the wall. We're we're about to cross the street. And um, he kind of goes, hey, you got any change or something? And uh, we were like a little bit, we were far enough away that it was cool to ignore him from my perspective. Jordan didn't even hear him, let's be clear. I was, it, was, it was like, eh, he could be talking to somebody else. I don't have to look around and tell him. And there's sort of a few seconds and, and I'm silent. And, uh, and he goes, you look like a couple of computer nerds. <laughs> you look like you're homeless. <laughs> you don't have a lot going on. He goes, yeah, why don't you hack into a computer? 
Uh, yeah, sir, little do you know that I own an Acer laptop. <laughs> and I have a $20 LG cell phone. So no, sir, you're wrong. I'm a Zelda nerd. <laughs> but you if know. you would like to have an argument about Zelda continuity... Jordan would. I could do be that. Clear, if you would like to have that, Jordan, too, would like to have that. I will leave the show to have that argument. <laughs> I would rather do that. Um, it's it's awesome though. It's really cool to be in New York. It's like um, oh, you know, best uh, best graffiti in the nation. I'm gonna go ahead and say number uh, one. On, on my way over here uh, in the train station, I saw a poster for a um, a Jamie Fox Gerard Butler movie, and uh, the poster is just kind of their two faces looking intense. I don't I forget the title of the film. I don't oh, know can I about. say something about that poster because I've seen that poster. In that poster. What's his name? Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler looks like he's about to kick some ass. But Jamie Foxx... It's kind Fox, of Gerard Butler's thing. Jamie Foxx looks like he's trying to look like he wants to kick some ass, but actually he looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> That's the thing about Jamie Foxx. He's erratic like that. You, don't, you never know what he's going to do. You don't know what you're going to get. You never know what um, you're going to get. Uh, I saw... Um, but someone had graffitied a word bubble coming out of Jamie Foxx's mouth that just said pizza. <laughs> like Jamie Foxx was just saying pizza <laughs> what I, You know what I love about New York City though, Jordan? I like how you feel like you're part of something Like no matter where you are Like walking down the street in the subway No matter what, there's you're sort of like an interchange between you and your surroundings. You know what I mean? And you don't get that in L.A. L.A. is a very sort of cloistered, you know, living in a bubble type of city. Um, and one of the really cool things, I mean, me and Jordan have been talking about, is that you guys know about street novels? Street novels? This is like a guy comes up to you and tries to sell you a novel that he wrote. <laughs> um, he just walks up to you and just, like, hands it to you, and you're holding it, and he's like, ten bucks. Um... <laughs> And, and you're there, like, get out of here, John Updike. Yeah. <laughs> Updike's on. I guess in this case and it would be... And for God's sake, you just pissed your pants. <laughs> Updike. Um, and, and it's always like, it's, a, it's an urban novel thing. I don't know, like, a, like an Iceberg Slim type of situation for the 2000s. Like there's this guy called Zane. Zane writes these steamy African-American romance novels that always involve like... Oh, the one guy's too thuggish. It's sort of like a Tyler Perry movie, but in novel form. <laughs> and th these are like self-published. Like you got to admire people's hustle. Like they're self-published, and they, you know, they don't. They do their own copy editing. You can tell, and <laughs> the whole nine yards. And me and Jordan were thinking, well, like we don't. Let's be frank. Like Jordan and I don't have a lot of, it, uh, you know, a, a lot of weight in the uh, African American community. Um, we don't know the African American experience, and frankly, like. These guys have that well covered. Like yeah, Zane has, you know, be more careful, uh, which takes place in Baltimore, for example. Like that's covered. They you don't know need what us. I mean? They don't need us. But I mean, we do recognize um, this kind of specialized demo targeted fiction is it can be a great thing and it can be very important to people, especially you know. In New York, you're traveling on the subway a lot. You want something to read, something that speaks to you. Right. So and we're um, entrepreneurs, too. That's absolutely. the other thing. We're, if we're nothing if not entrepreneurs. And we're nothing if we don't recognize the value of a niche audience. So we, sure. were, we brainstormed. What we did for you guys is we... we we're like Lionsgate in that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
So we, we brainstormed some ideas for... Um, we, we worked up some ideas for some street novels of our own. And again, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not that familiar with life on the street, so we just focused on... Stuff stuff we know. Exactly. So, for example, we, we wrote a book called um, Oxford Comma. This is set in um, Brooklyn. Do you want to tell people about the? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, I mean, this is for the young people, you know, from book, from Brooklyn, from people Green living Point, in Brooklyn. They're not. You know, let's going, be clear. They're not from Brooklyn. City. No, no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> living in Brooklyn. Yeah. Young people living in. They're Brooklyn. They're from Seattle. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, just here's the, here's the pitch, and I just want you guys to, you know, let, let us know if this is something you might you might be interested in reading. She's an event planner who just moved to the big city from sleepy Portland, Oregon. <laughs> After having her heart broken by ex-pavement frontman Stephen Malcolmus, <laughs> he's a guy who's really trying to get his shit together this year. The band, graphic design, maybe taking a couple of improv classes. <laughs> they meet at a loft party, hitting it off in a conversation about Vice magazine. They used to like it, but now they don't like it. It just got too full of itself. Their first date is at a sunglass hut in a New Jersey mall where they buy his and hers Ray-Ban Wayfarer sunglasses. But the road to love isn't smooth. He's an atheist, and she thinks there might be something out there somewhere. Maybe. There's a question that needs to be answered Will here. their love of vintage keyboards carry them through? <laughs> that's the book jacket. That's the dust jacket. That's, sort of the, that's, the, that's the pitch that we're yeah, selling yeah. here. We, had, we wrote a Los Angeles one, too. We were thinking, well, we might as well go bike. Since we're bike, we live a bi-coastal we're lifestyle. Um, not to brag or anything. We're basically like Maura Tierney or whatever. Um, <laughs> live in New York, shoot ER in L.A. Um, so this one is about L.A. It's called West Side Story. It's set on the, set on the west side of Los Angeles. Uh, and this one, he's a guy who tells people that he works in development. And uh, she's an aspiring actress who, actress who basically sweats desperation. Um, they meet at a bar that has kind of a tiki thing going, but not really. Um, on their first date, uh, each of them yells out opinions about current movies while the other one tunes them out. Um, uh, they, a rift comes between them when he announces that he wants to get into webisodes, and she says that her career aspirations are in mobisodes. Um, so the question, the question we ask is, will their shared passion for Bikram yoga keep them together? <laughs> or will their nightmarish self-absorption tear them apart? Also, is that Ryan Gosling over there? Uh, this one, actually, uh, we just came back from Philly, Philadelphia. Uh, Great city of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah and, and we thought that Philly could really use one of these. Uh, he's a guy from Philadelphia who loves hoagies. She's a gal from just outside Philly who also loves hoagies. <laughs> they meet on the Rocky steps, they do the Rocky pose, and then they go to a Phillies game and get married. That one, um, yeah, this we, ha- call, we, we call that one No Fags Allowed. <laughs> um, we, wrote, we wrote, actually wrote one about uh, uh, vampires. Va- the vampires very are very hot, hot right, right now. now. They're very, very hot, hot culture. Um, this is what, Hot property. In, in this one, he's a vampire, and I'm, I don't think she's a vampire, but maybe she becomes one. I'm not really sure. Anyway, all this stuff from Twilight happens, and all those people who bought Twilight buy the book. Um, and we call it Super Dracula. And uh, this one, um, this is super niche, 
This is for dinosaurs. He's from the Cretaceous period, but she is from the late Jurassic. They meet in a time machine operated by a brilliant but eccentric human scientist. She has to learn how to love, not just because of her abusive past, but because of her golf ball-sized brain. Periodically, he tries to eat her. They finally share their first kiss just as an asteroid is hitting the Earth or they evolve or something. That, it's called No Bones About It. I actually, um, I actually wrote one. I mean, you guys, I bet there's a lot of Jordan Jesse Go fans in here. You know where my interests lie, and you, you always want to mine your passions for these things. So I wrote one that's targeted at, at um, members of the 1989 San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Um, it's called Hum Baby Believer. Um, Late season call-up left-handed reliever Dennis Cook finds himself overwhelmed by the big leagues and he gets caught in a love triangle between National League MVP candidate Kevin Mitchell and his true love, kindly 30-something backup catcher Terry Kennedy. Will stern taskmaster manager Roger Craig put the kibosh on their relationship? Or will he metaphorically teach it the metaphorical split-fingered fastball and metaphorically save its career, like he did so many pitchers in the mid to late 1980s? <laughs> and don't forget about the antics of Clubhouse Cut-Up, utility man Ken Oberkfell. <laughs> Hum Baby Believer is what that one's called. So, yes, those are up. If any of you are interested... Uh, we have, we can, after the show, we're going to have yeah. these posters for sale and the books. We're selling yeah, the books. Yeah. And what do you think? 15 bucks? $100. 80 bucks. $80, 80 bucks. each. 180 No bucks. No bucks <laughs> at all. The books don't exist. Um, man, need to be here. One of the cool things about being here in New York is uh, we had so many uh, cool people we could invite to come be yeah. here with us. Um, and uh, we were really lucky to get this guest. You might know him as one of the funniest uh, stand-up comics in the country uh, or for his uh, acting roles, uh, such as in the uh, recent uh, film, what's that called, Away We Go? Here We Go? Away We Go, right? Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah okay, there you go. Away We Go. <laughs> uh, please welcome to the stage uh, our friend and uh, one of the funniest guys in the business, Mr. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> to bring you up to date, Jim. So far, we have abandoned our microphone stands. Yes. Um, if you want to look at, uh, if you want to make it look like a big metal dick, you can. Yes. I'm not going to tell you not to. This is helpful if I had a guitar, but I don't. <laughs> You'd have a DI. You'd probably bring a DI. That's right. Um, it's great to have you here, Jim Gaffigan. You were, uh, you were just now. <laughs> do you like this, like talking straight to kids pose I'm doing? Uh, I know. You know yeah, what? sure, drugs seem cool. Yeah. But you know what's really cool is college. <laughs> There's lots of drugs at college. <laughs> it's exhausting. Jim, you, um, you're a comedian, but you're also kind of a, yes. a relatively serious actor for a comedian, I would say. Wow. You know, you're not just a goof around. And you live here in New York City. Yes, yes. And, as I understand it, if you live in New York City and you are an actor, your primary acting outlet 
uh, is going to be uh, the television program Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's definitely a rite of passage. You know, if you if you call yourself an actor in New York, people will be will always ask, "Have you done Law and Order?" And if you haven't, they'll always look at you like, "I wait tables too." <laughs> so there is something. Uh, it's definitely a rite of passage, and it's very fun, and it's, you know, it's the show that's been around longer than the country. You know, it's they actually brought it over on the Mayflower. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they packed it up. <laughs> yeah. It was called Law and Pilgrims. Yes. <laughs> it was called Ye Law. <laughs> Do you think when they finished the Magna Carta, they heard dum dum, dun dun? <laughs> Thank you. Law and order joke, folks. Yes. Have you ever done law and order? Weren't you just doing law and order? I was. I was. I just did a law and order, which is uh, very exciting, as you know, as we just uh, put it in context. And um, <laughs> you is, seem excited, Jim. Don't freak out. I'm not normally this high energy, <laughs> but no, I I love doing it, and you know, it's. Some of it is, uh, you know, you get to, there's very s- few acting situations for a comedian where you're not kind of like telling a blowjob joke <laughs> in an acting scenario. So it's like to play a murderer or someone who's had someone uh, that's related to you murdered. You actually get to act. Normally in most shows, I'm just going in saying, I gotta go. I've got diarrhea. <laughs> you know? And like um, most acting opportunities, you know, I'm a character actor, which is code for not attractive. <laughs> I literally get the uh, Matthew McConaughey's not so good looking friend. And it'll be in the script, and I'm like, oh, I hope I get this job. I hope I can play the slightly retarded buddy. Uh, one time I went in for an audition. Uh, a, a note to casting directors out there uh, don't ask handsome, buff love interest and schlubby best friend to come in at the same time. Uh, yeah. Because then we'll get, we'll get excited that we're handsome, uh, handsome male lead, and then when we find out we're schlubby best friend, uh, we'll feel like shitheads. Yes, I've, I've definitely had agents tell me, uh, yeah, you didn't get it, they went with the good-looking guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, that's all right, I'm just going to go and pull out my crack pipe for a little bit. <laughs> But, you know, I've been doing it long enough, so it's not, th- it's not that big of a deal. I think it's about, f- like, framing and perception. I think when you go in for that role, like the Matthew McConaughey's Less Good-Looking Friends, just go in and say, look, I know what you're thinking, but I'm willing to wear a fat suit or ugly up a bit, wear some makeup, whatever you need to make me less good-looking. Yes. It's, you know, you've got to be a team player. Mm-hmm. And that's an important step to take. Uh, what did you, what was your role in Law & Order? I actually played the guy who killed Dick Wolf. No, I, uh, <laughs> uh, It's, I think you signed something where you can't talk about it, but I, you know, I do play, you know how it's always torn from the headlines. Right. This one has to do with, uh, reality shows. Very hot and, right now. um, <laughs> there's, it's like... Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I play someone who has a lot of children, who uh, is a husband, and I'm Asian. So, you know. No, but it's, it's, so it's kind of that thing. And then, you know, you know, there's all these twists and turns, and I'm, you know, the detectives are always talking to someone who has an activity during the scene, even though they're 
being interviewed by the police. They're like, I'd talk to you uh, with eye contact, but I need an activity. <laughs> right? So. I got to do this loading dock. Yeah. That's what you do. You you're do a, a loading dock, right? You're a suspect. I'm not of, a blue collar guy, but you do a loading dock. You're a suspect, uh, you know, in a murder case, you'd think you'd stop, you know, stocking those shelves. <laughs> but. You're, put, you're putting stickers on the shelves and whatnot. Yeah. It's fun, though. Well, that's been fun, right, Jordan? Yes. Yeah. That was really a lot of fun. We, you know what? We didn't just laugh. We also learned a lot. <laughs> um, that was a great show, right? Yes, it was. Thanks to our friend Jim Gaffigan Absolutely. for being on Absolutely. It was an honor. Thank you. Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run you They were applauding because I did such a good job saying the name of the place where they live. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful to be here. They recognize it as their hometown. Yeah, um, we're having a we're having a lovely time so far. Did the Sound of Young America last night? Great time. Staying in a lovely fancy hotel. It's always a pleasure to stay in a fancy hotel. It is. I knew it was a good. I'll tell you how I knew it was a good hotel. Open up the curtains, look out the window. What do I see? Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> That's a good standard. Here's the thing. Oh, you know, uh, what I have uh, in my view? I have a Chili's. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I do, Jordan. I'm just going to let you in on this. If you guys, if this gets out of this room, I am going to be steamed in a half. Um, this is what I do. If I'm going to a new city, I don't know this city. They ask me, where do you want to stay? I just say, put me by the Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> Because number one, I know it's going to be a good neighborhood. Well, number two, if you ruin the clothes you brought with you at Chili's, you can just go to the Burlington Coat Factory. Exactly. Get a whole thing. Let's say it's super cold. You just go in there. You say, I'm covered in wing sauce. (laughs) What can you give me comparable to this? I'm from Los Angeles, Jordan, as you know. And uh, let's say I get to a city. It turns out to be really cold. I don't have a good coat to wear. I can go to the Burlington Coat Factory. You've got swim trunks and a half shirt. But you're from Los Angeles. You're just cruising around in your swim trunks and your half shirt. But, Jordan. Yes. Let's say I didn't bring any pants. Well, good news. Burlington Coat Factory is more than just great coats. But hold on, Jesse. The name is Burlington Coat Factory. I, can't, I know. Where do they keep this other I stuff? I know. They've got all the brands. I'm talking about FUBU. I'm... Cross colors. <laughs> Carl Connie. Um, Carl Connie didn't get as much no, recognition yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good capper, but it wasn't. <laughs> I think I kind of, uh, I think I kind of squeezed the last drop with cross colors. Yeah, mine was probably a good capper, frankly, for maybe if we were at like a Frankie Beverly featuring Mays concert, mm, or like know. if we were at like a these guy are all kind concert. Of, these are all kind of opera jokes. Okay. Right here. Uh, you, After jokes. You were sleeping this morning when we were out sightseeing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've, uh, I've been a little stuffy lately. 
You, you can't tell. He's, he's getting better. Um, we went... So, yes, uh, I had a nice sleep Me, me and uh, Nick White, our uh, recordist producer, and uh, the You Look Nice Today guys went out to that uh, Benjamin Franklin Museum. How'd that go? Um, this is, uh, I think Merlin said uh, when we were down, and it's an underground museum, he said that this is like a museum in The Simpsons. I think that's a fair characterization. It's kind of a more of a sad parody of a museum than a museum. <laughs> There's, okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's Benjamin Franklin's house, only Benjamin Franklin, uh, his house, they tore it down in like 1802. And so they just have the outline of his house, which is <laughs> frankly kind of evocative. I mean, it's kind of a lovely thing that they, they but it's a nice idea since they tore it down. But what they have is they have one of those, you know how sometimes there'll be like a tiled floor and they have like little quotes inscribed into the, into the bricks? You know what I mean? Sort of like a like a like if a ballpark has the sponsors' names yeah, in the bricks, sure, or sure, or sure. you're like on the Martin Luther King. I have a dream walk, and each thing is like one inspirational thing. It's like that. It has these bricks in in the house that are inscribed with uh fra- with you know quotations from Benjamin Franklin's letters, but all of the quotations are just about the house. <laughs> so. It's just like like the one of the quotations is like it well was brown yeah <laughs> they're like ben- we, hyphen Benjamin Franklin we we have decided to build a staircase that we might access the second story <laughs> or like <laughs> the draft persists the <laughs> the the other notable like the other notable thing that they have there is, is like the only things that are marked in this space is like the original markings is they have the houses and then they have these huge stone like ground level obelisks marking privy pits. Huge, like six foot across. Is that like a is that like a bathroom? Benjamin Franklin shat here. <laughs> yeah, like it's a hole for a to- it's a toilet hole. Okay. I don't know who these historians are that were like, I know how to make history come alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll describe the bricks in the oven, and then I'll mark the shit holes. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention uh, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Uh, God, I haven't brought this up. This might not be the time, but certainly okay. the place. Um, it's probably not the time, but go ahead. I'm... Uh, I really like Philadelphia. Philadelphia has been great. I mean, granted, I've spent most of the time... No, no, thank you, thank you. It's a beautiful uh, city, granted, capital spent, of Delaware. I spent, <laughs> I spent most of my time in the hotel room, but I just, I don't know, I just get a vibe, I get a sense here, so I think I'm just going to, like, hang up what I've been doing in L.A. and make the move. Um, to Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you say hang out what, what you've been doing in L.A., you're talking about... Fuel and Jordan Jesse. Yeah, yeah, no, the podcast, the you know, <laughs> the really seems successful like sh- TV career. Uh, <laughs> seems I mean, like kind of a stuff. shitty time to tell me. Is no, all yeah, yeah, but um, so we I have don't know. like twenty minutes more on stage. Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, this can just kind of be the goodbye show. What do you? Why the, do you want to move to Philadelphia? Here's the thing. Here's the plan, and I haven't hashed out the particulars. I haven't made myself Obviously. a budget yet, but <laughs> kind of here's where I'm going. Okay. Historical reenactments. <laughs> Philadelphia, a huge historical reenactment town, and I think I can get a piece of that pie. I have a lot of like performance experience. I have a love of history. Uh, I didn't know that you even had a love of history. No, no, no. I totally have a love of history. I'm you like talk, you, real into it. That's Jordan. like the fifth or sixth thing that I'm into the most. 
you're into you're thinking of video games. This is where you're into. No, U.S. history, and I think I have a future as a Benjamin Franklin reenactor. And just while you guys were at the museum, I was kind of cobbling together a little something. Um, I thought that maybe you could look at it, and maybe our Philly audience, who is you know constantly I mean, just immersed in history 24/7. Live in history, I guess. Yeah, 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 totally. I thought maybe do you guys can you guys this have a look real. at this? This is real. This is real. You really want to do a historical Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And I, I just want you to give me some notes. Um, and yeah, and I think I, I I think that I can hit it spot on. I mean, I'm definitely going to be like, you know, a little bit of a younger Benjamin Franklin, but I think I'll grow into it. Uh, and yeah, and I think I just have I'll have just a real unique take on the character. Your hair is a little bit wig-like. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, so uh, would you, do you guys will bear with me. Okay, I, I guess Jordan is going to do um, his own historical reenactment. I'm frankly upset because I thought the podcast was going well for us. Um, <laughs> relative, he says no. He says no, it's not. He's got a briefcase there. Um, like a floppy. <laughs> not strictly a Benjamin Franklin costume. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Benjamin Franklin. Jordan. Jordan. What? I don't mean to stop you. Yeah, I know you've just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your costume? Yeah, this is pretty much it. Well, I don't think Benjamin Franklin would wear that. I mean, you're wearing like a Gilligan hat and you're carrying a vinyl briefcase. Yeah, but... I don't See, think here's vinyl the thing. was no, even invented thing, Jesse, until like was, 1960. This was, the, this was a time before photography. We have no way of knowing what they would have worn. No way of knowing. So it's all up to interpretation. Have, and this like, is my interpretation. Like of, etchings. We have etchings and drawings, paintings. I, don't, I, I just don't buy them. I don't know. I don't believe etchings. There's thousands I, how of accurate them. can an etching be? There's literally thousands of them. Yeah, but really? Etchings? I don't know. Okay, just show show me the act. Show sure, me the sure, act. Sure. Hello, America. Okay, number two. I have another concern. It's the voice you're using. It doesn't strike me as a Benjamin Franklin E voice. Yeah, but again, there were no recordings at the time. We have no way of knowing. While what they that is technically like. true, I think it would have been noted in the historical record if Ben Franklin talked like that. <laughs> Listen, I did a lot of re- I took a lot of things into account. I took region, diet, heat. I took a lot of things into account when crafting this voice. Can I hear Not the voice one craze- more time? What? Is it how does the voice sound? Hey, no, that's wrong. That's completely wrong. The, the historical record that. The historical record there would be a part of the constitution that said Benjamin Franklin agreed to all this in a stupid voice. In his in his stupid Sorry. voice. Sorry if you also thought that Jim Carrey's performance in Man on the Moon was stupid because this is, that's exactly the amount of preparation that I've done for this. The same as he did for that, I did for this. I don't, I don't think that's true, but can you just... Can, can I finish? Look, can if I like, let you okay. finish, will you, you come like and voice. do the rest Noted. of the podcast with me? Noted, you don't like the okay, voice. Okay, go ahead. Go, 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 I'm listening for content. You did this research. The year was 1776. America was speeding towards independence like O.J. Simpson in a white bronco. Jordan, you know that O.J. Simpson was like 1995 or something, I know. right? No, I don't. They like it when you throw in a little topical humor. This isn't comedy traffic boring. school, Jordan. 
Uh, I first of all, comedy traffic school is a very it's a very delicate art, and I'm taking some principles from comedy traffic school <laughs> and applying it to my historical reenactment. But Jordan. Do me one favor, okay? Okay. I'm not going to get into this O.J. Simpson thing because I feel like I'd be digging a hole that I couldn't get myself back up out of. But if you, if I let you do the like the People grand finale, I don't know. OJ do you have like a grand finale? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If okay. I let you do the grand finale, yes. can we do the rest of the show? Yes, that's fine. Okay, go ahead, Jordan Morris as a stupid talking Benjamin Franklin <laughs> in a Gilligan hat. In conclusion, ass, gas, or grass, nobody rides for free. I'm Benjamin Jefferson, America's first postmaster general. You've ruined America, Jordan. Ruined America and all she stands for. Well, Jordan. you'll be eating your words when I'm on the cover of Historical Reenactor Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you give me a copy of a magazine with that title, I will eat it. Literally. I will literally eat it. Uh, and it also has a nude spread, too, so what do you think about that? It's going to be me and my bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, my famous dick. <laughs> he did have a famous dick. That actually, is, that part dick. is true. He was a famous coxman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan, how do you, what do you, how do you like Philadelphia so far? Like, I mean, I, I'm moving here, as was the premise of that last bit. So yeah, right. I like it. By that last bit, you mean that surprise that you sprung <laughs> on me, sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. Although, I, there's some things that I can't quite wrap my head around. Are you in agreement with I feel me? exactly the there's same some, way. Like, I'm like, that are kind of I baffling. feel like I'm in a, a, a New York that's 20% wrong, and I don't understand that 20% <laughs> at all. Yeah. At all. How, do you guys all it's like, live It's in like so one of the animated movies of Don Bluth. It's like, oh, this is like almost cool right. This is a good example. <laughs> Rockadoodle. <laughs> this is not quite right. Something is Land off about this. before time, anyone. But are you guys? Do you guys all most? How many people actually live in Philadelphia? By <laughs> is anybody is anybody out there a Philadelphia native? Philadelphia native. Born and raised. Born and raised. Nick and Paul, could you could you could you think you could turn on the house lights for a second? Yeah, Raise we your actually, hand if we, you're yeah, a Philadelphia we actually need, native. We actually want to want to bring two Philadelphia. We could. There are prizes here. here. There's some prizes, some prizes involved. So we this young lady here help. with the striped shirt is my selection. Could you come down and? Yeah, yeah. I need one too. Does anybody want to come up for a chance to win a prize? I got. Uh, let's. Uh, glasses in the back. Get up here. Come on, glasses. Um, thanks. Thanks. We thank just, you I, so much. This just, is going to be come real brief. And, Please and indulge us. We're chair. just going to. I know that you're you know. feel, You're like they brought us up here. I didn't know when I volunteered, but it's good news. There are macaroons. <laughs> We've got these macaroons. These are for our uh, volunteers here. You could win as many as four macaroons, <laughs> or as few as zero macaroons. <laughs> Uh, hey, what's your what's your name, sir? Uh, just just talk right into that microphone. Jesse. Jesse. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Jordan. Uh, Jesse. Pull, pull it between your legs like it was a wiener. <laughs> just right in. Get it right in there. No. 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 <laughs> Not up and between. That's he took it literally. And so. 
Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so this is Jesse over yes, here? Yes, this is Jesse. Okay, that'll be this good. This is going to get nice, confusing. It's a nice name. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, what's your name, ma'am? My name is Kate. Kate. I picked a cute girl. You just picked some dude. I picked a sweet punk rock dude. Look, it's, uh, he has his own jorts. He made his own jorts. Uh, Jordan. He has... I don't... Kang, he has Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons tattooed on his ankle. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got a foxy lady, but me and this sweet dude are probably going to grab some brews afterwards. What do you think? Okay. This is what we need you guys to do. And, um, and we will be awarding macaroons on the basis of how well you fulfill this task. We have a few things that we want to know what is the deal with them. Um, and you guys, as Philadelphians and Philadelphia natives, all we ask of you is that you tell us what is the deal with that. Um, Jordan, am I starting or are you? You want me to yeah, go yeah. ahead? Um, actually, yeah, go ahead. You can start. I'll start with one. Okay, on the street uh, downtown where we're staying, there are these crazy steam vents. Um, they're coming out of the ground with weird hats on them, and steam is pouring out of them. Pouring it, out of the it bottom It leads the me top. to believe that Philadelphia is steam-powered. That there are, Our uh, current theory is, is that the cars that we see on the streets may be cable cars powered by a steam engine, or perhaps there's a hydraulic system under Philadelphia. So what is the deal with the steam vents uh, that make the whole city uh, look like, you know, the, the set of a, you know, noir film or something. I, either of you guys can jump in on uh, this. We have a large homeless population and we need to keep them warm. Okay. Homeless warm. Okay, lies is, okay, that's fine. I'm willing to accept lies. <laughs> it doesn't help us understand Philly any better, but I mean. Do you have any explanation giggle. for this? Uh, I do know it's either the subway car that goes about four blocks uh -huh. or it's probably the evil okay <laughs> just pure evil just rocketing that's out that's what the you ground. would call a physical manifestation of evil yes. Yes. yes it's a sort of ethereal Mephistopheles <laughs> Jordan you have one there yeah 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 what is the deal uh, with the Amish uh, particularly the one that was selling fudge today. Yeah, like, is that uh, a real Amish person? Yeah, is it real? Is that is like that a, a Mennonite? They're, they're Mennonites. What, what is a Mennonite? Oh, also, it was a former podcaster that relocated. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just to go from a religious for religious thing. Yes, uh, this Amish had braces, which seems right. Know, seems yeah. wrong for an Amish. Seems like braces would be considered wicked, and also fudge seems like it would be considered fudge? wicked. Somehow. Fudge seems very. Decadent. It seems like they would ban fudge. Also, aren't they building busy um, like building uh, barns? Isn't that what they do? I don't know. Uh, also, amongst the the normals, the non-Amish, is it considered a badge of honor if you can sleep with one? If you fucking Amish. Like if you can, yeah. Is that a thing? Person. Either of you. I think that you can. I mean, there's a whole TV show about the Amish people. Because they have that thing. Yeah, the thing. But these people, the people you're talking about are Mennonites because they can, like, drive cars and get braces and apparently oh. can't go shopping at But they stores. still have to wear the costumes. Yeah. Outfits. Yeah. Garb. <laughs> Crazy clothes. Traditional. They're crazy. They have to wear their crazy clothes out. <laughs> the ones Jesus told them to wear. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Right. Yep. That's All fair right. enough. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, here's, here's a question for you guys. Something that we don't understand. 
Why do people get so upset if you call a hoagie anything besides a hoagie? Like if you call it a submarine sandwich or a grinder. Because like you're many wrong. other people. <laughs> pure incorrectness. Yes. So a lot of there's a lot Wait, of lifestyles. Any thoughts on the hoagie? She's right. You're wrong. Okay, fair enough. Uh, here is mine. Uh, Sub question A to mine, actually, before we get to oh, that. Sure, sure, sure. How come everyone's so angry at me all the time? <laughs> Especially the white people. The black people are not as angry at me. They're quite friendly to me. There's two days of experience, but the whites, yes, they're disappointed that I am patronizing their business. You're probably calling whatever you're buying the wrong thing. Yeah. I shouldn't have worn that t shirt that says submarine sandwich on it. <laughs> And then with an arrow pointing down to your dick. <laughs> that will, that mistake one. I was just trying to meet some Mennonite chicks, dude. Hey, baby. I don't know uh, what they're into. It's a rumspringa. You got um, one there, Jordan. My thing that I didn't understand. Uh, I've seen this. I've seen two instances of this, and it blew my mind. Adorable homeless. <laughs> Now, I saw these two homeless, uh, couldn't, couldn't have been more than 20, uh, a, a guy and a gal, uh, we got some facial piercings, we got some My Chemical Romance haircuts. They but had just a, cute as a button. Just, they had a sign. They just want to take them home with you. They had a sign that says, not druggies, not junkies, just hungries. Uh, you, could, you, could, you could rocket these kids right up a Diablo Cody movie and they would not look out of place. At that point, once they have that sign, they might as well wear those little yellow bandanas that say adopt me on yeah. them. Uh, and then, you know, I saw just an, another cute kind of folksy looking couple cuddling in the subway. I don't know. Adorable homeless. What's the deal? Um, probably traveler, train mm. hopper. People, they're like a train annoying. hopper. Yeah, the yeah they, they don't. They, they don't animals. belong here. You know, if if, if they're not angry, they're, they're probably not oh, from okay. Philadelphia. They're gr- <laughs> They're what Philadelphians call grinder people. <laughs> so they're probably we, we from like a Vermont or a Maine. We don't or... really say that word. It okay. Sorry, mean. I didn't mean to offend. Parents probably had money, and this is their backlash. Okay, oh, this is a homeless by choice situation yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Okay, well, I, I actually have a question. Yeah, yeah, shoot. Um, sure. This is another, I don't, I don't, you know, explain this to me. What's the deal? Every person I ask to introduce me to uh, former Philadelphia Phillies closer Mitch Wild Thing Williams <laughs> refuses categorically. Every single person. And I don't understand. He seems like a friendly guy. You know, it's a small town. Listen, you you didn't live here in 1993. You know that was you know I still hurt. I still hurt. That's fair, Jordan. You, you got any more? Yeah, I get you one more. One more thing. Uh, uh, I don't want to say people here have a disregard, but maybe more of a disinterest in the continuity of the Legend of Zelda universe. <laughs> when I checked into my hotel room. I simply asked the concierge if she thought that Majora's Mask was a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, and she just kept checking me in, like, di- like uh, I was talking to you. So what's the deal, Philadelphia? This has happened a lot of it's times. A lot. a lot. Not of just times. at the hotel. Yeah, at the museums, at the shops. At the porno theater. <laughs> See, that's a... I, 
I got nothing there. Zelda's great. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're fucking up. You, you no? I, there's nothing. It's inexplicable, just like Philadelphia is how I would summarize it. <laughs> Someone just yelled out Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Incorrect. You want to talk about Sephiroth after In- the show. <laughs> Incorrect. The correct thing to yell out, Herzog Svi. <laughs> Herzog Svi. We also would have accepted Secret of Mana. <laughs> Also, just so you know, I would have accepted Lenny Nails Dykstra. <laughs> Lenny Nails Dykstra. Um, so what do you think? So we got these two competitors oh, and geez. four macaroons. I think two, two, two and two. Two and two? I think they did equally good. No, because he made a joke. He made a couple jokes at the beginning before he smartened up. And so he has a Simpsons-related tattoo. Give the guy a couple macaroons, <laughs> asshole. I think two and a half macaroons for her, okay, and one no, and a half fine. macaroons you fine with that? for him. One and a half macaroons. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Up with your filthy hands. <laughs> your on your hands. Go. Congratulations! Thank you so much. Go ahead and find your seats. It was kind of you. It was kind of you to join us here on the stage. It is great. It is nice to be in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, isn't it though? Come on. Can I ask you a question about Philadelphia? This is a sincere question about Philadelphia. What is the Liberty Bell? I know it has a crack in it, and I saw it, but I have no idea what it's for. <laughs> or even from. <laughs> Nothing? I don't know, yeah. Uh-uh. I, no I think, I think, I'm Symbolize. working on theories. My current working theory is that it symbolizes... Um, the 1970s logo of the Philadelphia 76ers and the legendary <laughs> Julius Irving, Dr. J. Uh, and I think that it celebrates Philly's love of loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> clanging and so on? Sure, clanging, a clatter. Sure. They like a good clatter. Uh, good. Did you say, that would they like, do they like a yuck em up? Uh, it's hard to say. I haven't yeah, been that doesn't enough. mean anything, so it's harder to... <laughs> It is harder to decide what it's for. Well, it's, um, it's really been fun to be up here it, with all of you guys. Um, of course, we also have... We don't mean to suggest that was $15 worth of entertainment. Look. <laughs> because it sure as fuck wasn't. In fact, I'm going to be honest, because Theo, there's got to be 100... Cents yeah, we've got 100, 150 people here, and at a buck a piece, I don't think I got that kind of scratch right now. We owe you money right now. <laughs> We've had, uh, we've had a lot of fun with kind of uh, jokes and stories uh, tonight. Um, but there's actually a really serious reason that we're here. And we, we actually wanted to ask your help with something very important. Are you, are you guys willing to give us a hand just by... No? Yeah. Yes. Um, I know that you guys came here for um, came here for a comedy show and that's great um, we actually came here for a different reason um, hey Jordan are, are, are you anywhere backstage are you <laughs> sorry I Jordan do you do you think there's any way um, do you think there's any way you could come out here were you just... I'm sorry, did I... Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, thank you. Thank you for coming. 
Jordan, uh, why don't you use use this microphone here? Um, come on out. I'm I'm sorry to I'm sorry to put you in this position. What's up? We're all here. Call kind of thing. Again, quick, quick. You know, by applause. Who here loves Jordan? Who here really? Who's here? This is nice. Thanks, guys. Who's here because they really care? Who who cares about Jordan? I do. I do. We do. This is sweet. It's not even my birthday. Thank you. That's very nice. Who's been hurt by Jordan? I have. I have. We have. Jordan. What are you you guys doing? This is an intervention. (laughs) Since you've been here in Philadelphia, you've become addicted to hoagies. What? I don't... Uh, I addicted to what? I don't even know what a, what's a bogey. Jordan. I don't even know what that is. Jordan, how many hoagies have you eaten in the last 48 hours? You don't remember because you can't count. No, I can count. Jordan, how I, many hoagies? I blacked out, okay? Jordan. I don't know. It could be zero. It might be as high as 90. Jordan. You just got out of your post-show shower, am I correct? Yeah. All you're wearing is that robe, am I right? Yeah, it's not a, I'm just showering. Jordan, do you have any hoagies on you right now? Jordan, do I you have, have one have hoagie. hoagie? Yes, one hoagie. There, one, ah, hoagie, ah, hoagie, one. This is what we're gonna do, Jordan. We're all here, as I mentioned, because we love you. Um, we are going to, each of us, share one instance where your addiction to hoagies has hurt not just you, but also us. Um, I'll start. Um, I went to the hoagie store yesterday. Um, and I bought two hoagies. The first hoagie was for me. The second hoagie was for a cousin of mine who lives in the Bay Area who's very, very ill. His last wish was that he be able to eat one real Philadelphia hoagie. You know what my little dying cousin is going to get? A note that says, I owe you one hoagie signed... Jordan Morris. In my defense, you should have written on the wrapper or put a note on it or something that says, for a dying kid. You could have written a note. Jordan, this time is for you. For a dying kid. That's three words, and then I know it's for a kid who's dying. This time is not for you to talk. This time is for you to listen. Scott, it looks like you got a story. Um, Well, first of all, you know I love you. Um, We all love you. Yeah. And whatever. I, I love you a lot. Um, I love you a little bit more than he does. Okay. Well, we'll let, we'll let the boners speak for us later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I overcompensate with jokes. Listen. I have a really powerful boner, but a small dick, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> That's called slugging percentage. Um, you, remember, uh, you remember when I asked you to babysit my son... Yeah, that was yeah. Sure, I needed a couple extra bucks. Thank you. That was and, nice. and you came through. Yeah. Um, do you remember um, 
do you remember what happened to him? Do you remember the one thing that I told you he was allergic to? Yeah, going out by the pool. No, have a it's hoagies. It. He's allergic to hoagies. Jordan. What did he... What did he... Did you give a child a hoagie? No, 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 no. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. He stole it from me. Listen to yourself. I'm Your child is a thief, and you know what? I'm sorry he's dead, but Jordan. like... He had a thieving gene. Adam, Adam. One of his genes was Jordan. the thieving gene. What? What? Why am I an asshole? Adam is your friend, and he loves you, and he's going to tell you how your addiction has hurt him. Yeah, <clears throat> Jordan, I, I don't actually know you that well, so I'm able to tell you what none of these other people will tell you is that, um, you know, you, you get one hoagie in you, and you're fine. You know, you're bearable at a party. You know, you're a little bit... <laughs> I think it makes you, me more fun. Oh, you, uh, you know, granted, um, maybe uh, a half a hoagie or something. You know, just wet, wet, wet the whistle or something. But uh, you get two hoagies in you, and you get a little bit annoying. You, you repeat yourself. Uh, three at a party, and you're pretty much uh, intolerable at that point. I mean, I know, I know you think it makes you clever, or it makes uh, everybody like you. We, we, don't, we don't like you. You just, start, you just start talking about the usual suspects, and you won't stop talking about the usual suspects. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, you're the first person who has made the connection between the, the Smurfs and, like, a communist colony or something like that. Yeah. Really, really, really clever. Um, and you know, you know what, George? I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Scooby-Doo gang was lighting up. Am I right, everybody? Am I right? You had a hoagie tonight, Jordan. Yeah, I sure. I have a. Have you had a few hoagies? I have tonight? some hoagies to loosen Why up before I go on stage. Why don't you do some listening? I think Merlin has a story. Merlin has a story about how you've. Merlin, Merlin, this is about love. No, it's fine. This is an expression of love. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do too, or whatever. Uh. Cleansing breath. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. I feel, I, I, feel, I feel you owe me an amends. When you agree to pick me up after I've been drinking and you are consumed with your hoagies, that makes me feel... <laughs> Um, I didn't have a ride. I didn't have a ride. I didn't have a ride. Here's you. Here's you. Jordan, I like hoagies. I don't say my name and then I like hoagies. You do. Hoagies. You do it. You I do don't it. do that. You do it. You no do one it. does that with what they like, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, you do it. You do it. No do one it. does that with what Jordan. they like. Here's Listen. You. Don't here's you. Here's you. I'm Listen. locked out. But I don't remember it. I won't remember it later. You know, and the problem is, like, uh, with me and my drinking, that's going to be a problem, and I need you to be there for me. And when you, and the thing is, you go, ah, five more minutes, I just want extra onions, and that's not working for me. And, okay, sorry. Okay, when you, uh, uh, when you are having a problem with your hoagies, that makes me feel that I'm not loved. <laughs> 
Do you understand that, Jordan? You it makes everyone feel like they're not loved. You stole the love from our lives, Jordan. You stole it for what? A few a few a Why few, can't everybody have onions? A few pepperoncinis, Jordan? Is that what you stole it for? You know, these guys are drunks. A little right? bit of a little, oh, oh! Now it's a that's my intervention. I like sandwiches, now. but my these guys are like those guys are like serious drunks. Oh. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm Jordan. I'm changing I'm, my order. Here's my order. Here's my order from a lifetime of hoagies to blaming it on somebody else. Changing my order. Do I really say I'm Jordan before I do things? Jordan, look. The bad news is that you have a problem. It's a problem with hoagies. The good news is that there's a cure. Are you prepared to accept a cure to your addiction to hoagies? I, I am, yeah. The cure, the one and only cure to your addiction to hoagies is macaroons. I guess that's about our time for this uh, Jordan Jesse Go program. I've been Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris absent this week. Mariel Reyes edited this week's show, our intern. Thank you, Mariel. Um, you can find Jordan Jesse Go and MaximumFun.org stuff at MaxFunStore.com. MaxFunStore.com. And uh, if you want to come see the monsters of podcasting yourself, you can at MaxFunCon. There's still slots available at MaxFunCon.com. So, Buy stuff at MaxFunStore.com, then register for MaxFunCon at MaxFunCon.com. Uh, special thanks to VG Kids for printing our tour posters, which, by the way, are available at the Max Fun Store. We'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.